Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to O23 Radio, the only show in the industry that focuses on optimizing the other 23 hours of the day, so you can transform your clients and your career on a whole new level. This show is for seasoned coaches and experienced leaders in the health and fitness industry to engage in professional level discussion on all things regarding bigger impact for our clients, better incomes for ourselves, and real meaningful influence in this loud and crowded space. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. We are going to take a break, a little bit of a break from our usual programming uh, to bring you something from the vault, something that's going to uh, been recorded uh, well over a year ago at this point, a year and a half ago. And it was when I did first record this, it was the first time I had ever told this story or really talked about this topic ever. And uh, it was shared with some of the early members of the first version of our course. Uh, since then, it's been added as just kind of a, um, a, a bonus option throughout the course, uh, but it hasn't been heard by many people. Uh, I've decided to share it publicly today because I think it tells a really good story and gives you the background on how this all came together and how we ended up here and um, how we almost didn't make it a few times. And um, it goes pretty deep. There's a lot of reasons why I didn't haven't told the story often um, and still don't talk about it much. Uh, it goes pretty deep. All I'm going to ask, if you are going to listen, I ask that you listen to it full through, full all the way through. Um, the first 20, 30 minutes or so, I'm kind of laying the foundation and the context of all of the things we do here. And then the second half is kind of telling the story about how and why we do them this way. Um, but I do share a personal story. And again, all I ask is that you listen with an open mind and an open heart and listen to it full through and definitely share your uh, feedback if you have any. I think you'll really enjoy it and find it interesting. And I'm curious to hear how it relates to you. So that being said, here it is. Originally taken from the first version, module 1.1 of our original course titled, It Starts With Spirit. Hey everybody, Brian Costello here, creator of the Level Up Coaching System. I am so excited to have you with me here today. We're going to take a deep dive. We're going to get started by jumping in the deep end first, and that's uh, something that's really exciting for me actually. So uh, I hope you guys are strapped in for this one. It's going to be a little bit different, but uh, you'll hear in a moment why I think it's important to start here. Vital to start here, I should say. So it all starts within. I and it all starts within. It all starts within. The title you see here on the screen, it all starts within intuition, instincts, and inner peace in the age of information, was originally a book title. And that's actually kind of partially how the system started or how a lot of my work in with the methodologies that I've created started with the intention of it being a book. Um, not really with the intention of being a book, but it just seemed like it made the most sense for it to be a book first. So um, I started actually writing. I drafted up an intro and a f part of the first chapter and outlined a good amount of the book, but I mean, it never, you know, it was far from being complete. And I realized it wasn't, I wasn't really ready for, for that yet. Um, I wanted to, I just wasn't in the position. We don't need to go into that. But anyway, uh, so this title, I left it up here. It's not exactly what this course or methodology represents, but it's very close in a lot of ways, mainly because we work with intuitive health and performance first, which you should be familiar with by now from the LEAP program. And um, I'll go into it more here in just a few moments, but it all starts within, within us is kind of the key here. And it all starts with spirit, actually. So like I said, this could be scary. I know some of us might not feel comfortable talking about a lot of these things, depending on our background and, and um, our spiritual strength and emotional strength at this point in our journey. But I want to clarify, uh, our spirit and our soul, our spirit and soul, this, I'll, I'll, excuse me, I will use those words interchangeably 
throughout the course, spirit and soul. But that is what drives us. That is what propels us. That is, it is us. It's the deepest gut intuition. Okay. It's the voice in our head. Um, it's, you know, figuring out who, what that voice is and who's actually talking. And when you're having internal dialogue, figuring out who's talking and who's listening. Um, that's very key. And this is essential. And it's essentially, it's your truth. It's your, it's the ultimate you. you know, that's, this is who you are in your, the deepest of deeps and your highest of highs. You know, coming from the, it's the highest version of you, the highest of high that comes from the deepest of deep. Uh, so that's why I have that title here. And that's uh, where we're going to kick this whole thing off. So I want to start by giving a little bit of a clarification. When we're talking about spirit, we're going to be talking about essentially, you know, good versus evil. And that's kind of a, again, you know, be like, whoa, what the heck are we talking about right now? Uh, but I want to break this down for you because when we talk about our spirit and our strength and our soul, we're talking about what we consider good. What is our, our best, our highest purpose, our highest values, the the, the best version of ourselves. Um, which, you know, these are terms that you'll hear people use all the time, mainly a lot of times to avoid using terms like spirit and soul, which is kind of a shame, but it's just the reality we're in right now. Um, but evil, on the other hand, is anything that overrides that highest voice, that deepest voice. It's anything that talks us down from our highest place. It's anything that stops us from being our most authentic self. It's anything that prevents us from living our dream. So that might be directly language coming from your own head. That might be language coming from someone else telling you, you know, talking you down or discouraging you, whatever it may be. It might be um, systematically taught to us or conditioned. It might be ways we are conditioned by our environment, whether it's school, whether it's TV, whether it's, you know, anything that makes the opposite of your best seem like the normal way of doing things or the best way of doing things or the logical or realistic or whatever terms we use, that's evil. <laughs> I know that sounds strange, but that's, that's actually evil because it's the opposite. It's, it's deterring you from living your highest purpose and being your highest self. And not everyone that brings this evil to you is necessarily doing it for those reasons or conscious that they're doing it, but they are. Um, so it kind of goes back to that whole devil on the shoulder, devil or on one shoulder, angel on the other, you know, analogy we've seen a million times and cartoons and things like that. And that's a very, very um, ancient metaphor or, you know, uh, symbol, I guess, symbolic image. And uh, that's kind of what it is. You know, there's this, this, this is always this internal dialogue helping us decide what to do and how to do it. And, um, as far as we know, humans are the only ones that have this. It's, a, it's our consciousness as opposed to animals who can only follow their instincts and intuition. Um, we can actually override our instincts and intuition for other reasons, um, which, again, is what, I, is what we are considering here to be evil. So when you you picture the angel and devil on the shoulder type of thing, you know, we always think of evil as like really bad stuff, like the stuff you see on the news, right? And this is, not to get too much into that, but, you know, when because we're exposed to so much like real deep evil all the time, um, what we see on the news, what we see on TV, and, um, it, it prevents us from realizing that all of these other things are actually evil as well, or um, at least more relevant to our life. Because, we, oh, even though I'm a great person, I'm, I don't do that stuff. Evil people, are you see them on TV. There was a, the, you know, we see those people on the news and in the headlines, and that's not me. I'm a good person. Um, but evil doesn't always, you know, it's not whispering in our ear, you know, go, go kill that person or go rob that lady or, or whatever. Um, things that, that come out are very different. And, you know, some examples would be like, if you see here, good, you know, 
something that you might be thinking in your mind or saying to yourself, I, you know, I want to start a business. And the evil that comes out in you says, you know, you crazy. You'll, you'll lose benefits. You know, what about your retirement? You can never run a business. You don't know how to run a business. You've never, you didn't go to business school. And, you know, all of these things that deflect your, your, when, when you finally say things out loud, all of the things that sort of pounce on, on the idea. Same thing with, uh, if you said something, I want to help people change their lives, you know, an evil response. Well, who are you to help? You know, you're not perfect. You, you barely, you, you know, you don't even have your own shit together or whatever it may be, or I deserve to be making more money. You don't, you know, you don't have the qualifications. You should, you know, you should be happy with what you have. And, you know, you weren't, you know, lucky enough to be born into, into a wealthy family or whatever it may be. Um, another one, like if you're, you know, you can see on the screen, I deserve more than this. That's a very, very powerful realization for us to have depending on our situation and, and, and the evil response would be something like, well, you know, no, you don't, you, you got what you deserve. Look at the mistakes you've made, or you're just not lucky. You were born into a different situation or, you know, you weren't able to finish college or you screwed up in school or, um, you know, you didn't, you didn't study hard enough or, or whatever, or, or a lot of it is blamed on other people. A lot of the, the real evil is to point at other people and say, well, you know, look who you, look what happened. You married, you married a psychopath and then got a, and went through a divorce or lost all your money or you made a bad business move or blah, 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 blah. And again, it's, it's, it's just justifying. It's convincing us that the, the our deepest voice is wrong. That's the moral of it here. Now don't confuse this with logic. Okay. Evil and logic. This is very, very important. Um, this can be really tricky. Many, many times evil sounds like logic. It just sounds like you're being realistic. It just sounds like, well, you know, these are my only options. Um, because of, you know, X, Y, Z, or this is how, this is how it works. You know, it's just the way things go. Uh, and that's a really dangerous trap. And I think most people, like I said, most of the time, it's not the evilness of, of robbing people and stealing things that most of us are, are, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Most of us are held captive by, we're held captive more by the evil that appears to be logic. <clears throat> so many times evil does sound like logic, but at the same time, many times there are also logical short-term reasons for making decisions. So for example, if you said, you know, I deserve more than this. I'm done with this stupid job. I'm ready to go out on my own, blah, 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 blah. That's awesome. It might not be logical to do that on, you know, the next day. It might not be logical to, to do that on, on a whim, right? Or cause you're just in a mood, right? That would, that would not make sense. I think you guys can all see that. Um, but once you have those realization, realizations, you may need to take some logical steps that may, you know, now you can at least take logical steps that are at least aligned with that ultimate goal, right? So I actually had to, I had to fight a lot of evil to be sitting in front of you guys today talking. Um, I'll go into it in a little bit, but I also had to make some logical decisions too. I had to do some things, you know, just even this past year, I was, this past summer, I was working a job that I didn't have, you know, I kind of had to swallow my pride and, and work this sort of hour. I was doing some catering and, uh, uh, just because I, it seemed, it, it may, it, you know, it was against everything I stood for in sense of, of my purpose. You know, it was, it was completely against, you know, all, not against, but it was completely, um, misaligned. Well, let me explain. It seems like it was misaligned with my goal of getting this business off the ground, of completing the system of, of really fine-tuning this methodology and making it, you know, a tangible thing for people to learn. Um, but really what it was is I was fighting so much evil. I was saying no to everything else that came my way that would take me away from this mission, that take me off of this journey, that I did have to eventually make decisions that would provide me with enough money to feed myself and my family. And... I had to make a logical, realistic decisions to 
somehow come up with that money, somehow keep those things going. And do working on weekend nights was the best option for me. So even though it seemed non-dream affirmative, dream affirmative is another term, term I borrow from one of my favorite coaches, Paul Check, that we'll, we'll use a lot in this system as well. But I may not have seemed dream affirmative, but it was dream affirmative because it was allowing me to continue to work during the week. It was allowing me to continue to put my full effort into my, to my good, to my purpose, to my passion, to my vision, to my, my spirit. So I think you guys get that by now. So I want to share with you, um, and, and just so you know too, that, you know, that evil I was saying that that's, it's all around us. Most of the conversations we have throughout our day, and if you're an entrepreneur, you'll start learning, seeing this so much more when you start telling people about what you plan on doing and, and, and everything. You're going to hear, well, what about this? What about retirement? What about health insurance? Which is like the huge one right now. And that's, there's a reason for that. There's a reason why that they're making that such, such a powerful thing that you almost have to base your major life decisions around. It's because it keeps us trapped. Uh, but that evil is built into every conversation and everything you see on TV and the norm, the normal way to live a life, the realistic version of life. And then what do we have? As a, What do we have as an outcome? Look around. The proof is all around us. There's you know, that sort of evil that we speak of. But look what's going on in the world. Not only the obvious, the violence, the power, the... the, the the search for power, unrelenting power and violence and um, the sadness and the loneliness and the depression and the families being torn apart and the distractions on TV and just the general unhappiness, right? People are not living their purpose and it's showing. It's showing in every single aspect of every single thing we see in every degree from people just slave wave uh, wage slaving and working nine to fives and kind of not respecting the, themselves and their time in their life all the way up to people who are you know people in power who are doing very very evil you know really the how you usually use the term evil things like pedophilia and mass pedophilia rings and you know human trafficking and drug trafficking and whatever we're not let's not even go there you get what i'm saying this is happening in our world and it starts with these it starts with each individual ne- neglecting to listen to their highest calling in exchange for something else it starts with every person at an individual level so anyway so I had a little bit of a spiritual awakening over the last couple of years. And it's not because of one specific event, although there is one I'm going to share here. But there was a series of sort of epiphanies and realizations. And um, I want to start, you know, I was born into a family of, of great faith. And we have had a lot of faith in uh, I was bo- I was born and raised Catholic. And my family is, con- you know, what most people consider, <laughs> we, you know, we use the, usually the term strict Catholic. I like to say devout <laughs> Catholic. Um, and, you know, meaning we attended church basically every Sunday for our entire lives. That was just how we lived and what we did. And we always did our best to, to act in the ways we thought were best. And I... I'm very proud of my family for a lot of the things that we've done and um, the way we've lived. And I'm proud of that. But throughout that, it was a little different because I always, you know, to, to me, the way that it was sort of learned through the through the Catholic Church was that, you know, there's us and then there's God. And it's a separate thing that's kind of far away from us. And we want to get to there. We want to get to heaven. We want to get to God. And the way of doing that is to go through the church. And they show you how to do it. You know, they kind of, here's the instructions. You follow, you know, come on every Sunday. You know, there's baptism, confirmation, baptism, communion, confirmation, um, confession. 
you know, there's an order, there's a series, you know, there's basically an instructions manual, so to speak. And if you follow it and then, you know, do your best outside of here, you're pretty much, you know, the idea is that you're set when you get there. Uh, when you, you know, when you pass on and you get to, you know, judgment day and things like that. So it's very faith based in the sense that you, you do what you believe is right and you hope or you have faith that's, that this is going to pay off. But when I saw, what I want to talk about though now is, you know, my more spiritual awakening is more of me coming to the understanding coming into connection with my own spirit and my own soul um, and living in accordance with it and listening to it and understanding that that's my, you know, that's where I, what I believe is God. That's my God my inside of me, inside of all of us. Um, and not that I'm avoiding or afraid or anything about the topic of God, but we're not going to necessarily go into what God is right now or really much in this course. We can one-on-one as we talk, but we are going to talk about spirit and soul because we are going to talk about physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual balance. But anyway, so when I say spirit, that's when, we, when I say spiritual instead of religion, spirit instead of religion, or spirituality instead of religion, this is what we mean. So the only reason, like I said, that I'm sitting in front of you today is because because of, you know, this transition, the, the the changes that I've made, I had to fight a lot of evil to get here. Like I said, basically several years now, since I moved on from selling my successful business without really a plan of what to do forward, moving forward. Um, I didn't know what the answer was, but I knew what the answer wasn't. Uh, so I acted in accordance with that. But um, all of these decisions you know, led me, led me here today. Um, the moral is that this course is going to be teach you that journey in a similar way. It's not about building a business per se. It's about designing your life. Okay. It's about rebalancing yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. It's about refocusing your goals and your vision. And it's about realigning yourself and realigning our life so that we are only serving that vision everything is like i've said before dream affirmative okay and it all starts with spirit it all starts with our spirit that is the base and if i can explain i would explain by saying spirit is like the map okay so think about let's use an analogy of sailing okay so if you're an avid sailor set going to set sail or whatever um, having a sturdy ship is very important, right? That's the physical. It's a sturdy ship. It can withstand rough seas. It can hold up to anything. It can hold a lot of people or luggage or cargo or whatever it is. It's physically um, superior, right? And then there's mental. So you need to have the sailing knowledge and you need to have the skills. You need to know how to navigate the seas. Okay, there's a lot of skill there. There's a lot of, you know, things to learn. And there's the emotional, you know, that you're doing it for the right reasons, that you're, you know, you want to sail because you want to help people get from one place to another. You want, you care about your passengers. Um, you care about the cargo or whatever it is, or, you know, you love being out in the sea. All these are good, right? All these are great, but, but they're all useless, relatively useless without a clear destination without a clear understanding of where you're going and why and that's what spirit is spirit is the map spirit is the map so i use uh, actually an analogy just popped into my head that I, I remember using another time i like to think of spirit as our future self and it's your future self sta- standing at the finish line. And actually, when I use this analogy, I've pictured, I, I picture the finish line, someone uh, actually like in the sea on a boat or whatever, paddleboard or something. When spears at the finish line directing you from the finish line. Say, no, 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 this way, this way. No, 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 
not over there. Wrong way, wrong way. Turn around this way. Over here, over here. Right? It's telling us this is where you're going to be. This is where you want to be. This is where you're just supposed to be. Um, and that just, like I said, just kind of popped back into my head. But I hope you guys can see what I mean by that. So, um, without, you know, a spiritual roadmap, without that spiritual strength to stay on the course, we are, A, we're pushed and pulled in any direction. So, without, you know, we're influenced so easily. Uh, we're influenced by things that sound good, right? And this is why politicians and celebrities and have so much influence and power over people who are not spiritually aligned. Because people just kind of, mm, oh yeah, that sounds good. Oh yeah, I like that. Or they don't even care. They just like the person, and there's like they just follow orders, right? And they all know this. You know, anyone in power knows this how this works. And you know, we can be bought and sold, right? We can be manipulated by big businesses. We we run down to the store. We wait in line. We sleep in the sidewalk to give them our money, because they've convinced us that what they have is what we need. We justify actions we don't align with because other people are doing it. Because we don't really know what we align with. We don't really know what's right and wrong, but we see other people who we consider quote-unquote good people doing it, right? Or it's because it's normal, like I said. So we are unable to hold a firm stance. We don't have a firm stance. We don't know what we believe in. We don't know what we are. We're, we're kind of lost. Like I said, pushed and pulled wherever the wind blows us. Uh, and we, we, because of this, we end up making most of our decisions out of fear of being wrong. We're afraid to be wrong, so we take the safe bet. We do what everyone else is doing, because at least then we know, you know, if it doesn't work out, it's not because we took a chance. We just did what everyone else is doing to be safe. But on the opposite side, when we have faith and we have that spiritual strength, we can accept being wrong. We're okay with being wrong, so long as we acted in accordance with what we believed in and that actually makes it not wrong okay we like to judge things as wrong by like oh you know if you lost money or you know sacrificed money then that was the wrong decision when we know that if we're acting in accordance it's the right decision and it's something like i've again i had to deal with 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 starting this business and turning down opportunities that for 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 money the things that were um you know i could have done very well with and could have had strong business with or whatever but wasn't my journey and my wife and i have talked similar about this when it comes to making the decision about raising a family you know um a lot of people would think that the decisions that we're making to for her to be with with just the one baby now but eventually more um you know, would be wrong. Consider them wrong decisions because it's sacrificing money and it's going to be, it's harder to live on Long Island uh, with only one income and things like that. But we are understanding that it, this is actually the right, this is aligned with what we want regardless of the financial ramifications. So you see, I hope, I guess you guys can see what I'm saying there. So I'm going to tell you a story now. Okay, I'm going to tell you a story that I've never um i've never told uh, i i've told my wife and i think that's about it i'm and even then i, I still i never wanted to i don't like telling you know it's something that I, I like to tell with this context so you have an idea of where i'm coming from and this was a, a this is one of the only things i can really point at that was um start you know, kind of the start of the spiritual awakening. And I'm almost, af I was almost afraid of this when it first happened. I was afraid of it for a while, uh, mainly because I wasn't entirely sure what to do with, with it or, you know, what it meant. Um, but it, it definitely came to me at the right time. And it's just, an, it's, you know, what I'm learning, what I'm seeing, what I'm experiencing is how these things work is just, it's beyond what we can comprehend. Um, especially when it comes to time and time just works so much differently. What we consider time and what, how time works, how time really works is very different. And 
it's crazy to think about now. This is something that happened uh, about almost four years ago. And it's like literally the reason I'm sitting here telling this story today. And <laughs> um, the series of events that led from this to that are, are what, what brought me here. But anyway, it definitely came into me at the right time. And it, and it definitely guided me. Whether you believe it or not, quote unquote, believe it or not, as if it happened. And maybe you think that I'm imagining this or it's crazy or whatever. Um, <clears throat> it doesn't matter. Even if it didn't happen, even if for some reason this is my imagination, it still led to my actions. It still led to some changes in perspective and led me to this position today. So anyway, I was working very hard at the time. I was very stressed. Okay. I had left the gym. I, I had, you know, sold my gym business, moved on. I was working on a new business at the time that was very risky in a lot of ways. It was something that had never been done before. Um, so it was an industry I wasn't familiar with. Um, so I was really kind of trying to prove myself. I was working very, very hard. I was very stressed. I was ignoring all of the signals from my body. Um, I won't go into this too much right now, but one of the reasons I moved away from the gym was because of this, the, the, the way I felt and how broken down I was getting and how the stress was getting to me and how I wasn't living the way I should be living. Anyway, I was in a position now all of a sudden where this was now worse. And what happened was I was working very, very hard every day. I was the executive producer on a, a documentary series. And it was, um, we were using uh, something that it was uh, my own sort of creation of this overnight editing <laughs> where I would, um, I'll keep this really short, but uh, as we, the athletes that we were following were all over the country and they would film a training session leading into a competition. It was CrossFit Games. CrossFit Games athletes were leading into the Open, the qualification that year, and they would film an entire training session in, in sort of vlog style, behind the scenes, raw, and they would upload all the footage overnight and took all night to upload. I would actually get up in the middle of the night to download the footage because it would then take another few hours to download. I'd go back to sleep for a little bit and then I'd wake up and I'd spend the entire day editing and producing an episode that would be published either later that day or the next morning. And I did this every single day for 49 straight episodes. Uh, seven days a week, 49 straight days. It was essentially a 15, 16 hour day every single day. It was like it was just crazy. But the point is, one morning I woke up and I went over to the computer and I was just kind of, you know, half in a daze like normal. And um, I went over to the computer and it was, you know, I left it on. I always left it on. It was already on. But when I just like, you know, woke up the computer, wiggled the mouse or whatever, there was on the screen, there was my typical browser that was open with like, you know, a hundred tabs of all different stuff. But then there was a separate browser window open. And in that browser window were two words typed into the search bar. And they were typed in the search bar and then they were highlighted as in like clicked and dragged. And the two words were worship scripture. And I'll show you if you you can see on the screen here. I this is not it. I re you know I kind of redid it and took a screenshot. But that's exactly what it looked like. It was just an empty browser, two words, clicked, and highlighted. And if, it was weird because I immediately got like a chill, and it was like almost like a, like you see a ghost type of thing because. Without having to sit there and be like, wait a second, I don't remember opening this tab. I don't remember writing this thing in here. How did this? I, I didn't need to really do all that at first. I immediately right away knew that this was not, this was out of place. It wasn't what I, it wasn't mine. You know, no one else had used a computer. And I, I, of course, went, you know, I asked my wife and she hadn't touched it and all that stuff. And I, I tried to logically explain how it could have happened. I basically spent the next hour trying to logically explain how it could have happened. And I couldn't 
figure it out at all because again it was a new browser it was two words typed into it it was clicked and highlighted and drag it was clicked and highlighted it was several steps it couldn't have happened from from leaning on it or anything like that and then of course it's what the words said right it could have been any two words if it was a, an accident it could have been any two words in the world but it wasn't it was these two words and so so what i'm getting at so first of all you might be like what the hell is this guy talking about right like this is worship scripture you know what what is this program about <laughs> exactly um you know what did i just sign up for here uh and i get that because the way we use these words in our society and in our regular everyday life is it brings upon it brings out you know fear and, and just uncomfortability and like uh what what are you talking about and this is why I, I was so my first reaction was that I was very scared. I was like, What what why what I don't want this message. What is why is this I'm gonna like I kinda just didn't I was like almost like scared slash sort of angry, like what uh, no. I don't this is not me. What what am I doing? Like why would I be getting some kind of message like this? You know, what am I supposed to do with this? That was the big thing. What what do I do with this? What am I being told? You know, am I supposed to be some sort of like priest or like monk or like abandon my life and you know or stand on the street corner with with signs and like gospel readings and like shouting you know is that is that what i'm supposed to be doing is this what i'm is this what this means is is that what i'm hearing because if it is i don't want to hear it <laughs> i don't want to hear that this is i don't want this message so that was my initial reaction and i kind of like just stuck with that for a while you know i just kind of put it out of my head went back to work you know but it was obviously not gone and anytime it came up, I just sort of like shook it out of my head. Like, I don't know. It just, what, uh, just, I don't know. I just didn't know. I really just didn't know what to do with the information. So eventually I faced it a little bit closer. And over time I started facing, in fact, actually, in fact, what happened, I basically ignored it. Um, so actually, and this is a part of the story that I forgot about, but I'll bring up now is, um, again, it was just sort of background in my head and I, I just, most days didn't even think about it. But after the project that I was working on, I mentioned, uh, <clears throat> I stepped away. I, I, we did one season of the project and started getting into the, you know, talking to investors and taking on, it was about to potentially go, you know, it was something that could have gone big in a lot of ways. I was discussing with very big CrossFit companies about teaming up and all these things, things that I thought, you know, things were what I thought were the vision at first and my goal at first that would make me happy. And as it was happening, I just wasn't into it. It just wasn't what I wanted to do. It wasn't my interest anymore. It was kind of a cool thing, but just like I, I was out of my, my lane. Um, so I pulled the plug on it and decided to take some time. And one of the things that had come across my, my plate several times was uh, fasting, right? And many of you guys at this point in the course know about the 30-day fast that I decided to do. But one of the, so what was funny is as I was learning about fasting and it kept coming across, it kept bringing me back to, um, you know, biblical, you know, scripture type things. And what I was learning about it was that you know, we all know about, you know, you know, Moses or like, you know, Jesus fasted, like we kind of knew and we all, you know, there's, and then in other religions, Ramadan and things like that in, in, in Muslim religions, that fasting is just a religious thing. Let's just, let's put it that way. And we all kind of know that to an extent, but we didn't really know why. And one of the first things I learned why was because of actually, I thought it was a sacrificial thing. Like you just make a sacrifice for your God. And what I was learning about fasting was that it was actually um, as used as to become closer with God because of, um, as a, as essentially a cleansing, as a physical cleansing, um, as a, a stillness and a quieting and an into an emptying of the gut and a cleansing of the of the body and the gut and the with the gut which houses the soul, as you remember from week two of the leap. And what I started realizing was a lot of these things in in scripture were things that were actually, you know, health related, right? So it was kind of my first dose and it was 
it was weird because it, it made me much more open to the fasting ideas at first. And it kept coming across and coming across and finally we did it. And I'm not going to say I did it because of this, but like it sort of played a role. It's like, all right, well, this is something that kind of makes sense. It aligns with that message that I got. Um, but anyway, so then the, the fast is what really things really so that's what happens and that's what happens during the fast <laughs> you know i emptied my gut for 30 days and the, the whole my whole perspective on the world changed and, and nature and life and everything and, and intuition which is what i teach now but um but what i did the important the met the, the the point is is i stopped being scared of the message and i started thinking about it a little bit more closely and the first thing I, I stopped to think about was that it didn't, uh, you know, these were the words that were used, two words specifically used. And what it didn't say, it didn't say, you know, read the Bible. It didn't say, read the Quran. It didn't say, praise Allah or Jesus saves, right? It, it didn't say those things. It said, worship scripture specifically. So I started looking at that breaking that down a little bit and the first word i decided to dissect a little bit was worship and what does worship really mean does it mean to you know we think of worship like worship god or worship we think of ourselves like kind of throwing ourselves at the feet of somebody and kissing the ground and bowing and worship but we're not worthy i'm not worthy you know you are above me and um and we we kind of that's how we use it that's how we see it and we worship a lot of things in this culture uh other than god we worship movie stars and rock stars and you know what you see at a Justin Bieber concert is essentially worship well it's what we consider worship you know the, the way we really use the term worship like we're putting that person above us that that person is 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 worthy is you know we are not worthy that person is more worthy than we are um, and I don't think that's what worship really means. You know, it's, that's how we view it. That's the image that comes with the word, but, um, real leaders, real influencers and leaders from our history, the real ones don't want to be worshiped like that at all. In fact, you know, Jesus, if you really listen to what he teaches, he doesn't want to be worshipped in that sense at all. But even though that's how we sort of do it, and that's, um, you know, how the church works and stuff, it's not the, the it's not really, um, you know, a real true leader doesn't want this. They don't want people to, to worship them in the sense as they are above, you know, they don't want to be seen as above them. In fact, the biggest message is that, that we are all equal and we all have these abilities. But anyway, so what I really see by worshiping, when if you're going to worship something, um, it's actually, it means to, to really live, live a certain way and, and become something to worship would be to live a message you know to worship a message or a religion would be to to live it to do it to be it okay um not to just say it not to just bow to it but to actually become it to embrace it to embody it and that brings me to this quote right here that you see on the screen one of my favorite quotes by neil donald walsh doing is an action of the body being is an action of the soul. So what we become to be is what we are, right? I can do something or I can be something. And these are two very different things. And what we do is one thing. What we, But worshiping is not something you do. Worshiping is something you, you be, you are, <laughs> I should say. Uh, you become, right? So uh, that's really how I narrow down the words um, worship and then scripture and this was what this wasn't something that just came to me like uh i think this is what it means this is what i'm going to go with this is like 
years of thinking about this and sitting on this and, and observing nature and observing a lot of things, a lot of observation of myself and of others and of, of our world and our universe. So then the second word is scripture. So this is the other word, and again, it's a word we confuse, right? When we think of scripture, we think of of ancient biblical, specifically, you know, term, uh, uh, writings, things that most of the time we can't understand because of the, the language and the translations and, you know, thou and thy and, and beeth and whom, whometh or whatever, and you know, it was just why this, you know, again, scared me. I'm like, what? Like, I don't. What am I gonna do? Go, go. You know, read these old test and things, and stand on a street corner and, and and ring a bell and tell people, you know, to whatever. You know, it's kind of a scary word. But again, through lots and lots of reflection and and investigation and and understanding, uh, new understandings, what I really realized is that scripture is really en- any timeless writings that are designed and written in a way to be passed on and to pass on information pass on the universal truths the most eternal truths and wisdom of our universe right and as i explored that you know basically this is how it works this is how the world we live in works this is how our universe works and as i explored i realized that the teachings of scriptures whether it's christ whether it's buddha whether it's the tao whether it's um even in more fictitious like novels like siddhartha or mythology right or stoic philosophies marcus aurelius and seneca and uh, epictetus and 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 those those guys (laughs) they're all teaching the same lesson They're teaching the same things. They're teaching enlightenment. They're teaching the universal principles of enlightenment. Of what it means to live in accordance with the laws of nature. The eternal wisdom that does not change regardless of, you know, the time. Or timeless. Literally timeless. And when I started to see these similarities and realize that they're all the same, and they're all just kind of different versions of the same principles and the same stories, the same foundational understandings, the roots of humankind, that changed everything for me. And what I realized is that there's, you know, scripture, we, we, we use the word scripture because of it's, it's usually, it was writing, as in script, right? In writing and, and scripture doesn't need to be writing even you know now it's it's a communication it's a way of communicating these messages whether it's written in ancient you know carved into stone or tablets literally or written and translated you know through through hundreds of thousands or thousands of years or I think people are still writing scripture today and I think that people are speaking scripture today in different words I think there's podcasts right now that and people on podcasts and things that will be, you know, are sh- are sharing these same messages in new ways and in and applying them to our current circumstances and current society. So instead of using things like sheep and shepherds as our as our images, you know, we have we can update those to our modern you know society. It doesn't change the message. It just changes the context to be more relatable because it's hard to teach people using things like, like I mentioned, ain't things that don't really exist anymore, that aren't relevant. And I know many, many religious people are scared of that because it thinks that we're changing, you know, we're the, we're changing the message, but we're not actually changing the message, we're just changing the way it's delivered. Um, so this was really important to me. And, and then something else that really hit home for me once, I heard Aubrey Marcus say this on a, on a podcast, and it wasn't his quote. He was actually talking about somebody else, but he was actually uh, sharing how someone had, had explained to him that they believe that all you know, ancient mythology and scripture and everything, they weren't, you know, even just things like stories and fables and all of these things, they weren't 
to explain, they weren't meant to explain the past. Okay? That's what we usually think. But they weren't meant to explain the past. They were written to the people of the future to guide the people of the future, to help the people of the future understand right and wrong. So we say passed down when we say we say things are passed down, but they're really passed forward, right? And I thought this this was so so important because look, first of all, we fight we're fighting wars. Literally, there's people killing each other because their version and is different from someone else's version of the scripture. Right, even though they teach the same things in in many, many, many ways, they teach the same things. The religious organizations themselves act them out differently, and are so con- concerned about convincing themselves that theirs are right and others are wrong that we literally go and kill each other over it, which is obviously the opposite of what anybody was ever trying to teach. But really, the the thing is, what we're trying to do there is we're trying to prove our past. We're trying to prove what happened, who's right. Right, and we think about religion, and we, and then, and a lot of times we think about spirituality, and we think it's a way of proving who was right, who, you know, what story is the most accurate, who, you know, what happened and what didn't happen, and who is right. We are obsessed in our society with being right, and when we look at it this way, it's not about that at all. These were written for us to do the exact opposite of what we're doing. They're written for us to not care about who was right and to show that these are the timeless truths of the universe. And what we learned, what we see through the scriptures is that all of these things are actually I'm going to I'm going to jump ahead so I'm going to hold that thought for a second. I'm going to explain to you so the what I came to conclude throughout all this was that worship, the definition that I have for worship, is to live or to become. So living your life in accordance with the message. In scripture, or any timeless writings or messages designed to pass on the eternal truths and wisdom of the universe. So the scripture or the messages, those are the truths, that is the wisdom, and worship is to live that wisdom, to live those truths. To live, so worship scripture equals to live and act in accordance with nature and the natural intuition of the human being. To live within the laws of nature. Because all the things in scripture are learned by observing nature, are learned by observing what was around us. Okay, all the ancient people that survived and thrived so much better than we do today did it through observation and awareness okay it forces us to realize that all the answers are in front of us they are observable in our environment and we can feel them in our body observation and awareness which is how we learn everything in the system how we learn and teach in the system is through observation and awareness everything and so Uh, and, and and I'll say there too, I want to add one other thing. So everything that we observe and in information, everything we observe in our environment is information. This all becomes information. We observe something, we become aware of it, and we realize, hmm, I now realize that, you know, X, Y, Z. And now we have like an answer to something, right? That's a piece of information. And it came from observation and it came from awareness. And we think about it, so like Einstein, for example, Einstein had the same access to the same information as everybody else in the world, right? It wasn't that he had some book that no one heard of or anything like that. Information doesn't come from books. Information is put into books so it can be easily passed on. It comes from somewhere else. And think about when we say, well, the idea came to me or the answer just hit me, right? What? What do you mean? Where? How? Why? Who? And now what a lot of people use is, I, I got a download, right? You'll hear people say that all the time now in, in this circle. And a lot of the people that I, I listen to and, and, and relate with they say, I got a download. I don't love that language personally, necessarily. 
I'm not going to go into why, but I get it. You get a download. Everything that you've learned in this course, especially, you know, throughout the leap, all those little talking points, all those little, mm-hmm, ah, all those little, like, kind of aha moments. Like, huh, I never thought of that. Oh, wow, that makes sense. If you had any of those moments, that's because they were, the, that's the same reason, same way they occurred to me. They were downloads. They were things that I took I found on walks, almost, in, honestly, almost the entire leap program were things, were downloads that I got on walks in Brookhaven State Park. If you know where that is. I would walk in there for hours and hours at a time and I would come out with these just little answers, information. I would observe. A lot of it also came to me during my morning sun gazing. I'd stare into the sun. <laughs> and then I'd take a long walk and I'd come back and I'd write in my journal. And most of those things in the journal, my journal that I wrote are part of this program. I'm not saying they're all original ideas. A lot of it was are concepts that I've taken from others or things I've expanded on. Or, But many, many, many are completely original ideas, especially when we get into intuitive eating and things like that. So you get what I'm saying. This is how information works, okay? And if you're wondering where the hell I'm going with all this, <laughs> I'll get to it. And then, you know, I'm going to wrap this all up, and it's all going to make sense in a second. So anyway... Observe, you know, man's law versus nature's law. So, like I said, all this stuff was was nature's law. Scripture is nature's law, right? So, when I came to realize that, I started realizing how we don't live within nature's law at all. We live within man's law only, ever. (laughs) And so, here are a couple quick examples. Like, for example, man's law, uh, nature's law, says wake up with the sun. Man's law says wake up to a blaring alarm clock. Nature tells us to eat when you're hungry. Eat when your body tells you. Listen to your intuition. Man's law says eat when it's time. Eat when it's lunchtime. And eat a lot more than you're supposed to. Uh, man, you know, Nature says move as much as possible. We're designed to move as much as we possibly can. It's enjoyable. It's fun. It's part of our, our, our being. Man's law says move as little as needed. Right, we build our life. We have people who work around the clock to to make like little gadgets or inventions or apps or whatever that help us move less. Nature's law says spread love every day. Man's law says show love on special occasions only. Save it for the birthday. Save it for anniversary. Save it for the wedding day. And with that, nature law says, you know, let emotions flow freely. Share, speak, laugh, say, you know, speak your truth. A man's law in our societal law say, hold in your feelings. Don't, this is not the time or place. This is not the time or place. And we say that so much that it rarely ever becomes a time and place. And when it does, it be, it's such a thing. Speaking your truth and sharing your feelings is such a thing that we're so scared of it that we barely do it. And if we do, we do it half-assed. And then there's, you know, things like growing food. Nature's law says grow food, eat local, eat seasonal, gather. Man's law says buy food all from all over the world. It says, you know, clear your yard of all plants and then go buy plants from other places. And also nature's law says, you know, live in your natural habitat, outdoors. And man's law, of course, says, no, stay inside virtually as much as possible. <laughs> all right, and I could go on and on and on all day long, but... What I realized is that, you know, to tie this all back into health is that I realized like, hmm, we don't just like kind of live a little bit different than we're supposed to. We live in direct contradiction to our design, directly opposite of what our intuitive design tells us to do, like as backwards as possible. And nobody really realizes that. We kind of see it as like, yeah, you know, our modern society is a little different now. You know, we don't get to move as much. We don't get outside, you know, a lot of time in, in the office. No, like literally every single thing we're doing in our life is the opposite of what we're supposed to be doing. And that's why everybody's freaking sick. That's why everybody's sick. Everyone's hurting. Everyone's unhappy. <laughs> right? So this is when this became, this is when the realizations to me became a duty and became a vision, became my work. 
And now it's that, you know, I'm at the point where I talk about my work in that term. And my wife knows what that means when I say, I have, you know, I'm doing my work. I have to do my work. And it doesn't mean like I have to sit down and write emails. It means I have to get my messages out. I have to share my methodology. I have to share my system, to share my beliefs because they can help people. And that's why I'm here. So just to touch real quick, intuitive health and performance, it should be review at this point. But this is the basis of it all. Intuitive health and performance, like I said, or intuition. So episode 12 on Fortress Radio, I go all into this. I this That's a few years back now that's been recorded. I've expanded quite a bit on a lot of those things. But the summary, the recap summary is the body's natural state is physical, mental, and emotional, and spiritual balance. We are in balance by design, and this is feels amazing. Okay? Amazing. Balance feels freaking amazing i need everyone on this i need everyone in my system to know this yes balance is hard to sell it's not a good way of getting people to enroll in your program by saying i'll help you find balance we'll get to that when we get to to business but that's what you're going to get that's what you're going to deliver to your clients and it feels amazing it's not just eh, it's not just average it's not just halfway balance feels freaking amazing in fact, if we were to experience real, true balance across all four bodies for just one day, we would probably just melt into a puddle of euphoric bliss. We are so far from ever understanding what that really means. I theorize, I sit, I dream, I wonder what it could actually, how could it actually feel to be living in harmony with our environment. But anyway, it feels good. If you're, just the glimpses that we get feel so good. Um... And another point is that if you're unhealthy, you're preventing it. Excuse me. If you are unhealthy, you are preventing it yourself with your own thoughts, words, and actions. You're meaning your body by design and homeostatic balance at ease, at rest, is healthy and thriving in balance. And if it's not there, it's because you're preventing it from getting there. It gets there. It goes there on its own. You're just getting in the way. We are just getting in the way. I, you know, I'm not above this. I battle the same fight. I fight the same battles you do. You also, you know the answers. Yes, you need help guiding and finding, but you know the answers already. They're in you. There, it is intuition. Tune in. Tuition, intuition. We have to tune in and listen. And everything can be understood by observance and awareness to ourselves and our environment. We observe our environment. We become aware of our feelings. We see how they interact. The main takeaway is that we didn't just survive for thousands of years before now. We thrived. We thrived. That's what thriving is. Living in harmony with the universe with absolute minimum reliance on anything else other than yourself, the self, and the tribe. Right? That's thriving. Living out in nature in harmony with minimal, minimal is key, reliance on anything else, minimal needs, minimal things, minimal reliance, resilience over reliance. And the more the tech advances us, the more it's essentially taking us away from those things. And what do we have? We have, well, let's not get to it. Let's, let's stay on topic, but the more we, the more tech has advanced us, the farther we are from these states of physical uh, well-being, from balance, from optimal health. Which again, is, the entire episode is based on that, so I won't go into it too much. But you see what's going on in the world. That's why you're here. <laughs> so, it's the basis. Intuitive health and performance is the basis for everything we teach. It's that the body knows best. You have the answers in you. Your body has different answers than mine. Um, there are many universal truths that apply to all of us but when push comes to shove you know the answers more than i do once you can tune in and listen and we teach almost no direct information whatsoever we aren't going to have any textbooks here or sciencey jargon and say this is right memorize this everything we teach you can either see for yourself or feel for yourself observation and awareness and then we test we learn with experience and reflection we experience it and we reflect on it We observe something in nature, we become it, we become aware of it, 
We experience it, we reflect, and that's how you're going to learn, that's how I learn, that's how your clients will learn in some way, shape, or form. It'll, uh, the, the, those are the principles. And so this is why I'm here. This is my why. This is why I am here. This is why I'm sitting in front of you. I fought a lot of evil to get here. And I tuned in to the best of my abilities, and I listened, and I listened, and I listened, and I obeyed. I listened, and I obeyed. I obeyed my master. I worshipped, right? Again, we think of obey your master as this bad, restrictive thing, but obeying your master, obeying your inner self, your highest self, your deepest self, is how you succeed, is how you get where you're supposed to be and get the most out of your time here and you elevate your existence. So this is why I'm here and this is what I'm doing and this is why I am more, more than happy. I mean, so, so happy to be sitting here and sharing these things and getting into this with you because this is my purpose and this is my duty. And this is what I fought evil for and guess what? You're going to fight evil too. If you're going to start a business, you're going to fight a lot of evil. If you're going to help people, you're going to fight a lot of evil. And you can't fight evil if you're not at 100%, if you're not in balance, if you're not thriving. It takes a lot of energy, physical energy to put in long hours, mental energy to fight the mental battles, emotional energy for when you're feeling down, spiritual energy to keep yourself on track. You need that energy and you need to fight. And in this course, you'll be aligning yourself with your business to live your dream. I want to say that again. In this course, you'll be aligning yourself with your business to live your dream, to make this a dream, to make your dreams become a reality by aligning your highest purpose with your business. Awesome. Thank you guys for tuning in. That's module one, lesson one. <laughs> there are eight lessons in this module. There are seven modules altogether. So if you like where this is going, we have another 50 plus um, to talk about. Many will be much shorter, obviously. And you, you know, if you're in the course, you know what's going on. If you're listening through the, in podcast land, uh, hit me up if you want to learn more, if you want to be involved in this. Cool. All right, guys. Thank you. Well, there it is, folks. I hope that that resonated with you. I hope it didn't scare you away. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. And if it did resonate with you and the ideas of intuitive living and connecting with nature and ourselves and each other and teaching others how to do the same thing, if that is something that excites you, if that is something that calls you, I highly, highly encourage you to reach out. Reach out to us. Book a call. Tell us about what you're doing. Tell us about your coaching career, where you are, where you want to go, the type of people you want to work with, the things you want to help with. And we'll let you know if we think understanding these principles of intuitive living could be an answer to help you solve problems for your clients on a bigger level, truly help them down to the core, down to their soul, and help them become better versions of themselves for you to become the best version of yourself along the way. Reach out, schedule a call. We want to talk. We want to connect. We want to hear from you. O23coach.com. See you on the next one. Peace.